Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show, a.k.a. The Quadfather. And I will explain that because I have been given uh, a couple questions about that. So I hope you're ready to be inspired. This is the inspiration location. And as usual, I will start out with a quote. Love quotes. They always help set the tone. And here it goes. So if you want an easy life, do hard things. If you want a hard life, do easy things. It is that simple. Hard things create grit. Hard things create character. Hard things help chip away that softness in each of us and bring out the true self of us. So that being said, what are you doing today to build your dreams? What are you doing today to inspire yourself? Because ultimately, we do use other things to stay inspired, to stay motivated, but it has to come from within. And lately, there's been a lot of talk about business and entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurship is a huge topic. I happen to be blessed to be on a couple of podcasts that talk deeply about being an entrepreneur. Um, it, it, like anything in life, they're, they're good, they're bad. They're, I shouldn't say bad, but um, they're, they're hard work. It, just like working for a company 60, 70 hours a week can be difficult. But finding your dream business. I know most of us have thought about it. I know you're out there thinking about it. Maybe you're in the midst of it. Maybe you just started it. Maybe you've been running it for 10 years. If you have, God bless, that's awesome. But for those that are thinking of that gig, that side gig, that I want to step away from what I'm doing and find that dream business, keep driving ideas that inspire you. And that's where it has to come from. If you're not doing something you love, then you might question, why am I doing it? And there's some good answers. Maybe you need the insurance and it's just temporary. Maybe it is really good money, but maybe there's something missing, like your ability to have time to do the things that you really want to do. So sometimes this inspiration comes from looking at existing businesses, thinking about how they succeed and maybe where they have failed. And I think new and aspiring entrepreneurs can learn a lot from other companies, especially if they solve a unique problem or they're unique because of innovation, an innovative product, a clever service. So that being said, I want to throw out a few ideas that people had about some of these businesses that might be unique. And just, I'm not going to talk about them long, but these were some ideas of some unique businesses. One is a gift-giving business. And today you're seeing with, with technology, the, the availability for people to run a home-based business, which is a blessing in a lot of cases because you don't have to worry about a brick-and-mortar business. You don't have to go out there and find that building and pay rent and worry about it. These are things 
you know, you could do from your home, uh, maybe from your existing business on off time. But uh, yeah, gift giving business, a food truck, man, you're seeing food trucks explode. And what a great way if you love to cook and you have those handful of recipes that everybody dies for when they come over to your house, food truck. It, it, it is a affordable way to start a business, to travel, to be around people, to meet people, and to be involved. So that is another one that I, I actually really think is an awesome business. Uh, the, the next one would be a, like a back-to-school business, helping you know parents get their kids ready to go back to school. Uh, the season is tough. We've all been out there running around looking for all the supplies and everything that needs to be done to get your kids ready. Uh, and along with the school end of it are tutors. Uh, today, when you look around and you see the amount of people that are looking for a good tutor for their child uh, in, in just some subject that they're not grasping, you could do it from your home. You could do it from the library. You could do it from the child's home. Uh, tutoring, if you're awesome in a subject, maybe you're an ex-teacher, uh, is a great way to start a side gig and maybe an inspiring business. So think about that. Next one is an all-natural business. I mean, when you look at today and you talk organic and you, and you talk uh, down this whole soy and different food markets and what's out there, this all-natural idea is going to catch on. It is catching on, more so in certain areas than others. But all-natural food business is a great way to stay involved with a healthy you and to maybe start another business or a side gig, especially if it inspires you. Sports business. I coached a lot of years in coaching young adults, coaching teams. has got to be up there on my top two things that I love to do. If I could, I'd be doing it at the collegiate level. If any of you colleges out there need a coach, I have spent 22 years coaching basketball and football from high school on down and coaching individuals who needed individual attention in certain areas. So if you have that athletic background, uh, even if you played, and to give you an idea, I spent a lot of time coaching quarterbacks and I'm confined to a wheelchair. So I couldn't throw a ball to save my life, but I could teach a quarterback footwork. I could teach a quarterback arm movement. I could teach a quarterback about release. I could teach a quarterback all of those things. And the fact that I couldn't be standing there showing them, I believe made, made me better because I had to learn how to explain things. It's such a different level to where young adults would understand. So I love sports. Uh, if you love sports, stay in it. A green business, uh, you know, so it's kind of like that all natural business, you know, being green, recycling efforts, things of that nature are, uh, you know, anything eco-friendly is, is such a hot topic out there. So stay involved with that. And like the food trucks, the next one would be some type of culinary business which, you know, kind of goes along with the food truck. It's a great way to open a restaurant without opening a restaurant. You have a travel restaurant, so that's awesome. Uh, I've seen in my own area, and this is huge, I'll call it a Christmas Halloween business, but putting up Christmas lights 
and decorating houses for Halloween. It is amazing how busy a couple gentlemen I know stay putting up Christmas lights and decorations, taking them down, putting up Halloween decorations, taking them down. They could stay, stay busy forever doing that, believe it or not, and it pays crazy well. Next would be a yoga business. We're seeing a lot of health-driven businesses, whether that's nutrition and yoga, whether that's nutrition and Pilates, whether that's nutrition and anything, a personal coach, So, which is another business, something that I have a bit of a background in. I'm John Maxwell, certified coach and speaker. So coaching people and helping others get to the top, helping others find their passion and goal is such an awesome feeling. Uh, and believe it or not, we can't do it alone. And if you think about it, I know a lot of people roll their eyes when they think about getting a coach, when they think about getting a mentor, call them an accountability coach, put whatever name you want on them. But the best thing you could do is invest in yourself and think about a coach as just an investment in yourself. That's all it is. It is an investment in you. We have several more left. The one is a nonprofit organization, which I did six years ago. We started a 501c3 nonprofit called Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation. What we do is we help people with disabilities get back outdoors. There is no healthier venue than being outdoors, whether that's walking a path, whether it's sitting in front of a bonfire. And the equipment we provide is not covered by insurance. And being outdoors is probably one of the biggest health benefits you can give yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, without putting a pill in you that has nothing but awesome side effects. And I talked about kind of the fitness business. You know, that can go along with coaching. It can be just a straight fitness business. But I find that fitness is a hot topic. It is easily done. You can do it out of so many different locations. So there's just a couple ideas of different business ideas that hopefully get you inspired, might get you fired up, but chase your passion. That's what this is about, right? Being inspired, chasing, chasing your passion. And I'm super excited to have, hopefully have this guest call in soon. And he is a veteran, uh, his story is amazing. It's even more amazing when you get to, if you get a chance to actually sit with him and listen to his story. Uh, I have in a, a soft spot for veterans. Uh, my dad, my father, uh, when he passed a month ago, was given, uh, I've never seen the flag ceremony delivered and the bugle played. And I'll tell you, I don't think there was a dry eye there. Not a word was said, but just watching that happen, the sound of the bugle, the salutes, the folding of a flag, um, if that doesn't get you fired up, then I don't know what you're running on, but that is such a, an amazing thing to see or watch. So that being said, uh, as I said, I think that there's a place for them that uh, that is deep in my heart, was very near and dear to my father. And 
I'm excited to, to listen to them. But before we listen to them, we're going to have a little bit of word from our sponsors. So, and, and I appreciate our sponsors. They're awesome people. They're supportive. So here we go. A little word from our sponsors. Thank you. Make a difference. We are back. Thank you to our sponsors. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quadfather, all things inspirational. And yes, you are at the inspiration location. Our guest is here. His name is Trent, and I'm excited to talk to him. Trent, how are you doing today? Good, sir. How are you? And I'm excited to talk to you. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. That's okay. It's okay to be nervous. And I am so excited to have you here. Before I go on, I, I, I've got to say thank you for your service. What, what you've done, uh, not all of us have in, it, in us to do. So thank you for your service. It, it was my honor, sir. And, um, you know, from 93 to 2004, and it was unfortunate that I was injured and uh, wasn't able to uh, complete my career. Um, however, it was an honor to serve my country. Well, you know what? That, that is the type of mentality that we just are so missing. And so let's let's get to some things that people really want to know about. Is So what branch of the service were you in? I was in the Navy from, uh, from September of 93 to August of 2004. Wow. So how many tours was that? That was... Uh uh, that was four deployments. Um, we don't call them tours of the Navy. Um, it was four deployments, and they were roughly between, most of them were nine months unless you got extended. So wow. it was it was my honor. You know, you keep saying that, and it's just, you know, I get it because I've met other men like you. Rare, rare that, that they feel that way. And you didn't go into the service because you were running from something. You went into the service because you were running to something, correct? That's correct. I grew up in uh, South Boston, as you know, and um, kind of grew up more in my later years into uh, about 40 miles north in southern New Hampshire. And um, it just, um, it, it's not that I went into the military to get away from um, my friends and colleagues and what they were doing is I just felt there was a need just to actually serve. And uh, my father was on USS Missouri when the Japanese signed the formal surrender ceremony. My uncle Bob on the beaches of Iwo Jima also fought in the frozen chosen. And I was the last of five sons that went into the military. The rest did not. And um, that, that weighed heavy on me. Wow. Well, God bless. You have an unbelievable family heritage there that you have made proud. And I'm sure uh, your father, grandfather, and all those would be extremely proud of what you did. So let's let's move even further, because I know a little bit about what did you do during these four deployments? Um, a lot of various duties. <laughs> um you know, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of security. It was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of boardings of vessels. 
um, to be sure that we we made sure that contraband wasn't being smuggled and contraband in in, um, in um, you know cargo vessels. Um, a lot of it was in Kosovo. It, it was um, you know it was a medley, you know, and it just it was. Um, I'm just proud to be an American, and uh, I'm I'm proud of the people that I serve with. I'm humbled by them. Um, so many um, gave their lives and limbs, um, so you know we could fly this flag today. So I'll just leave it at that. Wow! And I, I know you, you talked about a lot, some of your duties, but I, I I have been fortunate enough to understand you also did a duty that I find mind-boggling, which is mine sweeping. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How, I mean, and I know this was a bit decent part of what you did. How, how do you do that knowing that at any time you could be a part of the big kaboom? You, you do it knowing that the person behind you is not going to lose their life. Oof. That, that's just an amazing mentality that, that is, I understand it, but it's so unbelievably difficult to fathom as i guess my question to you is how do you do what you do i've <laughs> walked with you every time i've had a conversation with you uh, mr swift and it's i've always walked away inspired oh boston i wasn't i wasn't ready for that and i so so a little backstory uh okay. boston now lives in florida off of, on an island correct that's correct. And for years, he lived here in the Chicago area. And I met Boston. Believe it or not, he belonged to a riding club called the Twisted Aces. And the head of the club was a gentleman I coached in high school. And the funny story is, his name is Mike. And I coached him. He was a wide receiver. And he only had four fingers on one hand. And <laughs> I should say three fingers and a thumb. And we joke that, great, you give me a wide receiver missing a finger. And he jokes, great, you gave me a, a, a receiver's coach. It's in a wheelchair. How's he supposed to teach me how to run patterns? And you All know right. what? Mike was an unbelievable athlete and became an unbelievable friend. This is 30 years ago. And brought me on to a group of young men, Boston being one of them. That was his nickname, is his nickname. And... I became part of this band of brothers that um, I, I don't have a brother. I never had a brother. And I understood by being a part of this group what that felt like because all they did was help other people. And that's so that's why I met Boston. And yes, the, the reason behind the quad father is I've been confined to a wheelchair for 40 years. I've been a quadriplegic for 40 years. I have exceeded... I, I, life has been, I've been blessed. I've got more than I deserve. And yes, every day I get up, I got to get into a wheelchair. And it's not just my legs that are paralyzed. I don't have balance. I don't have use of my hands. I don't control my bladder. I can't control my bowels. But I get up every day. And as you see, Boston, I love life. I love being out there. I, I've been on riding trips with these gentlemen. And you couldn't ask for a better group of young men they're not young men. They're, they're, they're in their 40s, 50s. They have great jobs. These are guys that own businesses, are part of unions, that, that contribute back to society like you do, 
Boston after serving for 10 years plus. That's that's just that, that amazes me. And I would just like to interject, if you don't mind, um, you never make people feel that you're in a wheelchair. If you didn't, if you didn't see the chair, you wouldn't even know it's there. Well, I, I, thank I, you. That's a big compliment because I, I, I try. I mean, the chair's there. There's, you can't hide it. I know. I've never tried. I just try to be genuine. I am one hundred percent me. I am all go forward. I am Mr. Sarcastic. You well know that. I like laughing. I like joking around. I like being serious when there's a time to be serious. And I like having the backs of my friends. I am 100% genuine, 100% loyal to those that are loyal back to me. And you, sir, are uh, one of those people that I'm proud to call brother. As, as you are to me. Thank you. So let's talk about something. You're a bike rider. Yeah. And being outdoors, as you well know, is such an awesome, awesome place to be. Whether you're riding a motorcycle or whether you're sitting on a beach, whether you're by a bonfire, just from your perspective, how does being outdoors from a therapeutic standpoint help you? It's, it's absolutely amazing. Like you, like you uh, said, I, I'm here on this island in Florida and um, several paddle boards. And I just taught my dog how to ride on the front of the paddleboard as I'm paddleboarding out and fishing and doing those recreational activities. It's so therapeutic. I I can't. I I, I just lose my mind at ease. Your your thoughts kind of just blend away. You're one with nature. It's um it's it's fantastic. And um I mean to. to this dog that I've got, which is not a very good dog, <laughs> to get on the front paddleboard and to stay steady for a minute while we're we're out in the intercoastal is uh has been the uh, has been a godsend. Well, you know what? What a great thing to do, though. Why not take man's best friend out and enjoy the things you enjoy, and and and, and the patience that takes, um, and, and the love that takes, uh is amazing, but it's not a surprise. And I wouldn't be surprised to see you out there with him at the helm and, and you're doing your thing out there. Uh, it's, she's always at the helm. <laughs> that's no, it, it's very nice. And, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I just want to say it's, um, it's all about, uh, my partner, my wife, my best friend, she's, she's the rock of this relationship. And, and, um, just want to give her kudos for that because she, she keeps me on an even keel and, um, you know, she's honest with me when I don't want to hear that necessarily honest. And, um, she's fantastic. And isn't that what a friend should be? I mean, you know what? I'm not here to tell people what they want to hear. I've told this to my kids. I've told it to teams. I've told it to to other leaders that, that had way bigger titles than I did, that, you know what, if you want to be told something that you want to hear, then go find yourself a friend that'll do that. I am not that guy. And to have a friend and a wife that will be that straight up with you is a godsend because we need to hear it. I mean, us men, we... Yeah. You know, we need to hear that sometimes. And when it comes from the, that kind of person, and I, I've met your wife, and she is just a sweetheart. And and I know she will tell you when she thinks you are 
overstepping your bounds, that that's special. That's special to have somebody that that will tell you, will care for you that way enough to know that he may not like to hear this, but I love him enough to tell him. Yeah, it it really is. And, you know, it was a godsend for me when I got out of the military and I got hired on to uh, APM terminals in the Port of Long Beach working with Longshore. And, and the majority of the supervisors that were there were, were young men and women um, that had just come out of college. And I learned very quickly that if you just slowed down and pretended that you didn't know their job that they've been doing for 20, 30 years <laughs> and listen and ask questions, you could build and foster relationships and, and actually get so much more productivity done. It was, um, it was a, um, it, it, it was a nice transition from the military. I'll leave it at that. And, you know, you bring up a topic that's amazing. You talk about transitioning from the military and I don't think we've ever talked about this, but a lot of men do have t- trouble transitioning and, and, and I'm not saying any of them are justified or unjustified, but I, I've been blessed that the men like you the, and other men that I know that have served have transitioned. I don't want to say, I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm not going to say that. But you found a way to come home after four deployments. And I don't want to say it's easy. I don't want to say it happened right away. But to understand what you needed to do to cr- try to create a successful life here. So how was that adjustment coming home for you? Well, I don't think I still fully adjusted. Um, to be honest with you, I, it's um, it, to pump the brakes on something like that to complete halt is a, is a very difficult transition. Um, you, you, you have to find hops and, and, you know, I think the thing that in Chicago, um, that saved me was was being in that riding club, was having that brotherhood again. That was instrumental in in you know giving me um, happiness in my life. That, that uh, you, you can't find that anywhere else. And and let me let me give a little bit of credit to Mike. He um, he absolutely has the most most must respect for you and. He, he has told me so many stories that are inspirational. So to, to meet those individuals and to meet yourself, that's the stuff that gets you through. That's awesome. And, and I agree with you because I, I was turning 45 or 50. I forget what it was. When I came out to meet you guys at the, at, at the club, you guys would meet at. And I met everybody for the first time. And we had a blast. And I felt like I had known everybody for years. That's how open everybody is. And if I were to see some of you guys with the leather vests and 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 whatnot on a street, I I, I might be slightly worried. But I've never met a group of men that just accepted so many people, made no judgments, made my wife feel comfortable, made me feel like I was in a, in a brotherhood and just to give the listeners an idea of so you know what these a lot of these riding groups are about so you understand they're not all about getting dirty and nasty all this group does is have fundraisers to help things like toys for tots to help 
when men come back from the service to help them to be part of the honor, and I'm not sure if I get it right, uh, Boston, to when people come back and, and, and unfortunately they're, you know, they've passed, but to be part of this honor ride that you have for them, all you guys do is put out. And to give you an example, I am in a wheelchair and about five months into this group, they decide to go off to Ohio because they found a wheelchair accessible motorcycle for quads. Now, I'm not a paraplegic for quads. They go out there together. They buy it. They pick it up. They bring it back. All of a sudden, I get a vest, and I am part. I'm an honorary member, and now I'm riding a motorcycle with these gentlemen. That's what they do. And I'll I'll tell you something. Um, I've never what what you guys did for me was amazing. And and beyond that, when people see what I'm able to do because of what you and Mike and the whole group did um, is it, spectacular. I mean, the people get motivated when they see me picture me on a sidecar driving a motorcycle uh, it, it, that fires them up. And you have touched thousands of individuals just, and I'm not, I'm not diminishing it, but by what you guys did out of your own hearts, of course you, you know, almost gave, you know, my parents and other people a heart attack because it's, you know, thinking of a guy in a wheelchair that, you know, driving a, driving a, uh, a motorcycle might be slightly frightening, but that's okay. Um, I, you know, I, I'm with great friends and great, uh, in a great brotherhood. So thank you for that. Well, I, I would just like to retort that you and your wife have inspired us uh, probably tenfold over anything that we've done for you. And, if I could, I do love this quote from your book. Difficulties diminish when faced boldly. That's my favorite. Thank you. And it's true, right? I mean, I, I never served, but I know the difficulties I faced, I, I, I got to run through them. I, I, you know, like they say, I, I know people in the service, they say you run, run, run to a gunfight. I can't even fathom that. But you know what? I've got to run into a gunfight, which, which for me are all these difficulties. And that's the way I've learned how to deal with them is I run straight at them um, because there's no your, dodge. Your, you know, you know work, that. Your, your work and the, the um, just the inspiration that you've given to so many people, Mr. Swift, I can't. I can't even thank you enough. I mean, you've, you've done so much with the SOAR Foundation and everything else. Um, these books are fantastic. Um, you know, you love your country, you love God, you love your wife, um, yep. and, and you never quit. I couldn't imagine being in your position, to be honest with you. I probably would have quit. So, so you are an inspiration, not only to me, my family, and, and hundreds and thousands of others. So please keep up the good work. Boston, thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to call your brother and any last words for any vets out there to help them in the transition that you said you're not done with, because I'm guessing that transition is a journey, right? That's not a destination. That's a journey. And it may be a life journey, anything, any pearls of wisdom for them that has helped you that we could leave on. 
you know, <clears throat> pride and stubbornness are a very difficult thing. It's um, it's hard to put your hand out to ask for help when um, <clears throat> you're supposed to be, uh, you know, the tough guy. It's um, th- that's the thing. If I didn't have my partner and my wife, I'd probably be in a very bad state. So for those that don't have that rock and that partnership, um, I, I really suggest the VAs come leaps and bounds as far as the programs that are available. Um, it, it just rely on some of these helplines. Um, the the suicide rate is absolutely atrocious. For, uh, for the military, shame. right? Yeah, it really is. It really is. And uh, With all the money collected, I can't believe that every one of you unbelievable veterans are not living a better life. Um, I, I, that boggles my mind. They collect hundreds of millions of dollars. Every one of you should be set up, you know, in some way to, to help foster your success. Well, I think it comes down to Mr. Swift, I, I think it comes down to people feeling um, reaching out is, is weakness, and I and I hope that's not the the case for everyone. But I but I think a lot of I think a lot of individuals they they don't want to ask for help. They don't think they need help, and, and unfortunately, they do. Boston, I am honored to call you uh, my friend. I'm more honored to call you. Uh, I love you like a brother, and uh, thank you for the brotherhood that you have shown me. Uh, I, I can't express that enough. I look forward, and we will get down to Florida because I'm not dragging you back up here if uh, to, to, to sit in this weather when I could come to Florida and go hang out on your island, uh, your neck <laughs> of the woods with your amazing wife. And I want to I want to see that, that your buddy at, at the front of that paddleboard uh, enjoying. In enjoying life. Thank you for your time. Thank you can for your I friendship. Say, Thank you for your support. Can I say one last quote? You are. Go for it, buddy. If you're expecting good things, but you're sitting around being depressed and don't suck it up, you're going to be very disappointed. I, I agree. From the words of my dad, suck it up, buttercup. People ask what my parents gave me to help move forward, and I... Big cup of suck it up, and that was that was pops. And you know what? There's a time for it. I call it tough love. There's a time for it. All right, Boston, love your words. Your inspiration, love you, brother. You too. Thanks for coming on. And now a word from our sponsors that uh, have been so supportive. Good afternoon. Welcome back. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quadfather. I hope uh, you enjoyed that guest. Uh, he, he is a true American. I mean, red, white, and blue. And I've been blessed to know quite a few of them. And uh, Boston and uh, Michael and the Twisted Aces, this goes out to you. Uh, thank you for everything. So uh, it, it just uh, it, 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 it touches my heart to hear stories like that. These are the men, their, their fathers or grandfathers that built this country. And that means so much uh, to me. And I hope it means a lot to you. So like always, I like to start the segment with a quote. 
And the quote is, you're never too young to build an empire and you're never too old to start a new dream. So keep that in mind. I think KFC by Colonel Sanders was started when he was in his 60s. I know a lot of businesses were started when women and these gentlemen and women were older and they just had a passion and they had an idea. So sit down and write what your passion is. Take a few minutes. Write what your passion is. Write what your idea is. And even, and that becomes your why. Why do I get up every day? Why do I get out of bed? Why do I work hard? Why, why, why do I do these things? And let that why be what drives you to do the things that maybe you've been inspired to do for a while. Maybe it's something brand new. Maybe it's something that you really never thought of. But now, as you think about it, is a passion and could be a passion. Because I think that inspiration that you find when you write it down, much like your goals, is something you can build tomorrow on. It doesn't have to happen right away. Great things usually don't. They take time. They take failure. But if you give it enough of your passion, your desire, your commitment, your integrity, you will find a way to do it. So in terms of inspiring, you know, and standing out from the crowd, we talked about businesses and entrepreneurship earlier. And I talked about a lot of those business that help you stand out from the crowd. You know, whether they're that, that Halloween and Christmas business or green business, sports, um, all natural, whatever that may be, grab a hold of that. And run with it. Just absolutely 100% run with it. Let it motivate you. Let it inspire you. And, and remember something. If you're struggling, man, feel free to reach out. Uh, Boston made a great point, And I want to talk to that, which is, and we had talked about it a little before. There is, there is no shame in your game if you need help. And actually putting your ego aside, as he said, putting uh, that, that macho-ness aside is, is a necessity in order for you to move forward. And don't be ashamed to reach out for help. Not just if you're a veteran, but if you're going through tough times, um, maybe you've got a disability like myself and you don't know how to move forward. That's why people like... Uh, Brian P. Swift are out there. That's why foundations are out there like SOAR and other businesses. Uh, and if you're not disabled and you just want to have a better tomorrow, and there are so many resources out there. Uh, we talked about them last week, kind of that success 101. What do you need to do to move forward? And, and some of those things are just, you know, everything from be positive to read a lot to get help, um, get, get help. So that you can take your vision, your passion, and move to a better position that you want in your life. So, you know, remember something, and I, I love this quote. Failure rarely occurs because of a, a lack of resources. What does that mean? That means that you might not have enough money, and you might not have the technology. You might not have all the knowledge needed you might not have the love, the the backing. You might not have 
certain resources. But failure doesn't happen because of a lack of resources. Failure, failure happens from a lack of resourcefulness. Think about that. It's not because of a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. And resourcefulness is much different. Resourcefulness is your ability to get up off the ground, your ability to find a way to get technology. Somebody might have extra technology sitting around the house. There's grants. There's programs to get technology. Somebody might love what you're doing and want to be a part of it and, and might just want to be there to help you. So let them be a part of that. But keep that in mind. That resourcefulness is something I rely on so much because life isn't smooth. We, you know, you can make a roadmap and you should make a roadmap. You should make goals. You should set out an idea on how to get where you're going from A to B. But as we know, there's going to be a fork in the road. There's going to be a twist and a turn. I, we, you know, we can almost guarantee that, right? That is going to happen. And when that happens, you've got to learn to adjust, adapt, and be resourceful. And when you become resourceful, that's when you start to put your ego behind you. That's when you start to put your pride behind you and just focus on your why. So keep that in mind. Be very cognizant of that. And be careful of watering your dreams down. You know, be careful of watering your dreams with fear and with worry. Because when you do that, what happens is you end up producing weeds. When you have fear, worry, and, and all these negative thoughts, what happens is you produce weeds. And these weeds will choke the life out of your dream. Because you have to have this different mindset. Water them. Water your dreams with optimism. Water them with resourcefulness. Water them with, with solutions. Bring, bring on a, a partner. A, bring on a coach. Bring on a mentor. Water them with that positivity. Water that and cultivate them with success. Why? Because you deserve that. Why? Because you've worked hard for it. Why? Because you can do it. So always be looking out for the ways to positively nurture your dreams. You have to do that. And it starts with you. It starts with a pen and paper. It starts with a positive mindset. And always learn from those setbacks. Sometimes stepping stones are things we trip on. That's okay. Learn from them. Learn how to get back up when you fall. Learn how to rise when you've been dropped to your knees. You can do this. I promise you could do this. I promise you that that spirit, that inspiration, that goal that you might have set for yourself is out there. So start to visualize a life as a building. Is, is a building. First good thoughts. I think I mentioned this before. Start with good thoughts. Then go to good actions. Then let good words take you over. 
And out of all of that, you will get good habits, which turn into these amazing building box blocks for future success. Remember that. The stronger the building blocks, the stronger the foundation, right? The more this building will withstand challenges and changes in, in, in this environment that we live in, in this world we live in. So make yourself a strong foundation. Be that strong foundation. Life is too short. You know, consistency will get you far. Good habits, follow good habits and you will skyrocket. Stick to your good habits, stick to to your goals, stick to your game plan, as I like to call them, and make the changes that you want to become. Become that self-made success. You can do it. And as I said, it starts with goals. It starts with reading a lot. It starts with being positive. It starts with waking up early. Starts with committing to the long run. It starts with having an arsenal of backup options. Adapt, create. That is, those are my words about, a little bit about entrepreneurship, a little bit about getting out of a rut, a little bit about building a strong foundation that you deserve. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me at uh, through my website, brianpswift.com. Uh, you can reach out through the Quadfather, which uh, also has a Facebook um, site. And there's so many ways you can reach out to me. I would be glad to help you, steer you in the right direction, and get you, uh, get you going building that strong foundation. For those businesses out there that listen, if you're interested in helping sponsor the show, please reach out to me. You could probably reach out through the station. You can reach out through, like I said, Facebook, through Instagram. Instagram is the T-H-E-E quadfather uh, or find me on Brian P. Swift. I'm also on LinkedIn and feel free to reach out to me. We're always looking for awesome sponsors and, and the sponsors we have are fantastic. But we want to continue to move this program forward in helping and providing hope and inspiring and motivating, and we can't do that without your support. So we appreciate everything that you've done. We appreciate all the support. I love uh, my audience. I love being a part of this. Spread the word about 12.05 on Wednesdays and uh, let other people be inspired and listen. I hope you have a great day. Enjoy the sun. I know it's a little cold out, but thank you for listening and God bless. Take care.